This is The Topic is Trek, episode 137, for Friday, May 12th, 2023. Coming up in this episode, we talk about the best, at least what we think is the case, right now on The Topic is Trek. New Trek, best of the first five years. Welcome to The Topic is Trek, the podcast that runs on impulse power. Join us for a journey where no show has gone before. If it has to do with Star Trek, there's a good chance we'll talk about it. Sooner or later, because on this show, The Topic is Trek. Engage already. Well, that woke me up. That little thud going on there. <laughs> what yeah. thud? Well, hello. No, we had no thud here. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another thrill-packed edition of The Topic is Trek. I am Clinton, one of your co-hosts for this show. And of course, as I always point out, in order to be a co-host, I have to have other hosts. We're in a strange situation this time around because... We're going to beam it. We're going to attempt to beam in two people at once. Now, we have very limited power on the topic as Trek, so we're hoping that everything is going to go well. So, engage the transporter. I feel like we need a green screen for that or something. I know. <laughs> and I will say hello to both of my co-hosts who Hola. happen to be in the same room, Chuck Tomasi and Craig Stepp. That almost feels like one of Scotty's lines. Like, we're beaming three targets to two locations with one at Trans Warp Drive. It's like, oh, <laughs> slow down, dude. Yeah, slow down. <laughs> hey, it's better than two targets to three locations. So that's, <laughs> got, got that going Do for we have him. a catchphrase, Craig? Uh, laugh it up, fuzzball. That'll work. I don't now know. If he's, is track. I don't know if he's talking <laughs> to me or you. You're the that, one with the beard. That's what Riker said to uh, Picard, I think. Ah, season two, episode six. Riker said that to Picard, <laughs> not the other way around. Okay, there are four. Well, you know, hey, it's like uh, calling a ball guy curly. You know, <laughs> I'm not. No, no, I, I, I can go down a deeper trail than that. You don't want to hear it. No. It has to do with Lefty. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, so we're not having it. our traditional uh, show notes this time around. Our traditional. Uh, stories because we are going to be talking about what we consider to be uh, some of the best episodes from what I, for the purposes of this uh, title set called a new Trek, essentially all Star Trek that is premiered on CBS all access and Paramount plus. But see, I found a loophole. Oh, because I I wanted to talk about the TNG characters and I went, wait, they were in Picard. That was in a season in the new Trek era. So, right. Sure. Stretching the boundaries. All right, and the guardian go. of forever showed up. So we can do city on the edge of forever again and again and again and again. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, this is just going to go horribly wrong. I can tell right. you came up with the rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See what you do, yes, but they keep changing them on me. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the nature of the temporal directive. And before we uh, before we started the show in the uh, the chat that was going on here, uh, because we do record live on Thursday nights at uh, 9.30 Eastern, uh, listener Diane asked if we were going to talk about the writer's strike that's going on. Yes. And we did have some articles that we won't get a chance to get to. The main thing for, uh, as far as Trek goes at this point, is it is definitely going to delay the beginning of filming season three of strange new worlds. Mm -hmm. They were actually, I believe scheduled to start filming the day the writer strike started. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was very recent. Like, yeah, it was like right, right in the last few weeks. So yeah, that would be right. Um, So we, we obviously want the writers to get appropriate compensation for what they're doing, especially in this, Mm -hmm ever-changing landscape of how long seasons are. Uh, really, when you think about 
the fact that a writer used to be able to at least be on staff for 26 weeks. Now you're lucky if it's 10. Yeah. And then you're up looking for another, you're essentially unemployed again, looking for another job. A lot has changed in the landscape since the last time around in these negotiations. So while we definitely want to have more Star Trek and we will be getting some very shortly, we also want to make sure that in the real world, the people that need to take care of home and family are taken care of as well. Yeah. I mean, these are the people that, you know, sit there and come up with those stories that the actors act out or even the SFX, you know, uh, developers have to put all this stuff together that, but these are all stem from their imagination. And when they're putting their imagination to work, they should get paid for it. Right. I mean, we kind of riff off of what they do as well, because let's face it, if they're not writing it, we can't review it. We can't (laughs) talk about it. That's right. All right. So all that said, and you notice I didn't even ask to have to ask you know who permission to do subspace chatter because we're not doing it this time around. Yeah, he's off this week. You know what he would say? You don't what need all say? That subspace chatter. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we don't have any for you, Charlie. You yeah. win. All right. Uh, Get out of here. Where's the Yeah, you should just go now. <laughs> uh kick him out anyway. We just or have say, to. Say, say. You're out of here. Uh, Most excellent. I feel fulfilled. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So as I said, what we're going to do this time around is we're going to talk about the shows that have premiered on CBS All Access and Paramount Plus over the past several years. A quick couple of quick, very quick statistics. The first episode of what I'm calling New Trek for these purposes was on September 24th. 2017. Shortly after we started this podcast. What a sense of timing. What did we do before Discovery came out? We just argued between ourselves. Yeah, pretty much. About Discovery? Yeah. (laughs) So that was the Vulcan Hello. And if you recall, the Vulcan Hello was actually on broadcast television for its premiere. Mm -hmm. Followed immediately by episode two, uh, the Battle of the Binary Stars, which was on CBS All Access. Kind of trying people try to get people to go over there. And the most recent episode was just on April 20th, 2023, Star Trek Picard, The Last Generation, which my math was correct. That's 155 episodes wow. of New Trek. Nice. Across six series wow. in the last five and a half years. That really puts things in perspective because I yeah, I wouldn't if I had to guess, I wouldn't have said 155 or anything. I don't know. I don't even know what number I come up with. Six. But we yeah. we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. We just want to give a. So I uh, asked Chuck and Craig as well to think about with all these different series, and we've certainly talked about every show that's been on since Discovery. What do you consider to be some of the best of these six series? we don't necessarily have them in order and we're not saying we don't like other episodes as well. I actually was having some trouble narrowing down yes, my list. Yes. I think. Oh I got, yeah. Yeah. I had uh, at least eight or nine that I could have put into the top five. So I cheated and made mine six, but um, this, this is just, we think some of the ones that we think are the best. We're going to kick things off with uh, Craig. So we'll go Craig, Myself and then Chuck, okay. uh, because Chuck was busy working on other things. I just have placeholders for Chuck, so he'll be talking about the episodes that he's going to be talking about. <laughs> I have the black screen of yeah, death. that's right. All right, so let's begin with Craig. Uh, your first pick. Yeah, so I thought this one set up a good tone for humor in the start, especially the Strange New Worlds uh, show. This was so, on my list. So this is darn it. <laughs> This is uh, obviously Strange New World, Spock Amok, where uh, Spock and uh, T'Pring swap <laughs> their mind, bodies. It's Freaky Friday it was Freaky on Friday. Strange New World. And that, they did such a great job playing off each other. It was ridiculous. And there were times we were in stitches and times I was I was feeling for T'Pring and Spock's mind while he was sitting at the table. 
And I was like, wow, was, they're doing such a good job. I was feeling I'm, for Pike. <laughs> when I'm, what I'm saying is I was I was worried about what T'Pring was going to say, but I'm looking at Ethan Peck, you know, his body. I'm like, mm-hmm. they did such a good job playing around. So I thought that episode was fantastic. I don't remember what I, what we, we actually rated it on, but thinking back on it, that was a lot of fun. Well, you bring up an interesting point as we're going through these. If you were to go back and look at the way we rated different episodes, I would not be surprised if ones that we didn't necessarily rate as high might make it to this list because mm-hmm. my feeling is always you review it in the moment, the way you feel about it right then. Yep. But then you, when you revisit it, you might have a completely different opinion about it. You might like it more. You might like it, might like it less. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, they played, they played this part so well, even when T'Pring was doing her job, but Spock was in her head. I was worried how Spock was going to pull it off. You know, you know, it was, it was messing with my head a little bit. Right. You know, I was just watching. That has to be a special kind of acting that you have to do for Ethan Peck to do Spock being T'Pring. You know, that's just yeah. got to mess with your whole psyche. Uh, and, and it must be fun. I, I When you get down to it, it's got to be fun when, when you know, the writers tell you, I guess what you're doing on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you know, you're if you're you, but not you, but, and, but you. And also, if you think about it, there's, you know, these, these actors are still trying to work on, I mean, Spock's pretty well established, but same time, he's trying to make Spock his own to a degree. And of course, to bring, we've rarely seen up until this point. So, right. I think this was her second appearance on strange new world. Well, I mean, I think she was, she was the character's pilot. barely been established. What? How many times have we seen to bring before? She was only in that one episode of no, the no. original series. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. So to, to pull off a couple of characters like that in this situation, I think it did a great job. Anyway. Okay. I'll leave it alone. Okay. Well, I've got a feeling we'll be going to be revisiting that episode a couple of times, so don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Right. I will go to my first pick, and mine is Context is for Kings from Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the third episode of season one. I'm not going to remember all the numbers of which seasons they are. But this is the first episode after our two-part opener. Like I said the first hour of which was on CBS, and the second hour was on Paramount Plus, and at the end of that episode, Burnham is put in jail for treason. Mm-hmm. And you, okay, where does the series go from here? And where the series went was a really hard turn. Uh, and this episode, right out of the gate, was all over that that hard turn. You have Burnham as a prisoner, and the other prisoners on the the shuttle that she's on don't like her. And when they're in the mess hall here, they're having a a fight amongst themselves. You have the introduction of Stamets, uh, mm, grumpy yep. Stamets. We, <laughs> grumpy we, get, Stamets. we get hippie Stamets later on. So you yeah. get grumpy Stamets yeah. early on. Uh, we get Lorca. We get the tardigrade. And we get to find out that why does Lorca want Lorca want to have this tardigrade on the ship? Did we introduce the tardigrade as early as season one, episode three? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, wow. I thought that was a bit That's later. when they started okay. talking about it. Um, okay. The first two episodes, am I not mistaken, the first two episodes really didn't deal with that much until the third episode. Well, well the, the first, first two, two were like a prequel. You don't prequel. even see Discovery. Right. Yeah. It was a prequel. Right, right. Yeah, it's a prequel. It was in a, in a way, yeah. In a, in a way it was, yeah. Uh, so there's just so much going on in this in this episode. And- it it set a tone for a lot of the first season. Now that tone has shifted over the years. Yeah. But I feel like this was a good, solid episode. I've always felt as well that CBS, uh, well, Paramount kind of blew it that they needed to show episodes one and two on CBS mm-hmm. because episode yeah. one is kind of half of an episode <laughs> A lot of Klingon speaking Klingon with subtitles. You know, you don't get, it's not. It's hard to get wrapped up into it if, if, if yeah. you're new to it. And plus, yeah. it, it was kind of weird to have a this, hey, catch episode two on our streaming service. You know, it's a weird kind of, I mean, I get it, but. 
yeah, marketing ploy more than yeah. good for the story and, and good for the right. good for the viewers. All right, so that is my first pick, and um, uh, insert just blank slide here, but check this <laughs> note. So. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ignore the fact that Craig stole one of mine, but I'm going to go with my first one that I wrote down. Music to make the sanest go mad from Discovery, where Harry Mudd comes back with his mm-hmm. time crystal watch yeah. and goes into this loop and kills the crew over and yeah. over and over again. That was good. Yeah, and, and Stamets, you know, he, he plays a key part in resolving this, but he's got he's to get other people involved. So I, I like this one from an originality standpoint. Yeah, we've been in time loops before, but never with this, never quite like this. I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the interesting things about it, <clears throat> excuse me, is that it is a, um, a new take on what they did in the original series uh, when they all had the contagion and they were delirious and doing things that were mm-hmm. like subtext of their nature. Right. And you have this, this is a way to draw out some of these characters by doing the same thing over and over again and learning more about the characters each time you're doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I thought you were going to reference the TNG where they were stuck in a time loop, you know, where the, the, the ship comes out of some subspace phase and, Hits the nacelle and the Enterprise blows up. Abandon ship, all hands, abandon ship. Boom. That sounded like we were yelling for abandon ship. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you pointed out, we've had this kind of a, a trope many times in Trek. Um, so, but it was I like it was this a, one. Just having a fun take on Harry Mudge just felt like he was playing with the crew. Oh, and let <laughs> let's point out Rain Wilson. I mean, I think he did a great job. Yeah, making. Again, making this character his own because nobody could fill the previous shoes. So I think, he, but I think he did a great job with it. And man, mm-hmm. that can that guy grow a beard? He's <laughs> got a great beard. <laughs> it's all for Stella. Yeah, that's it's all for the beard. All right, <laughs> let's move on to Craig. Pick number two. All right, so I like this one. Uh, this Children of the Comet uh, because when they think they're doing the right thing, they weren't quite. Hundred percent doing the right thing, you know. But uh, but I think that um, Uhura had a great part in this, and I like seeing her come into her own um, when they were. She's trying to figure this out, you know, all this music, uh, the coding, uh, trying to translate. And I think they did a great job uh, showcasing her. So yeah, and it was it was also an interesting um, take on the bad guys and what their belief system, well, mm-hmm. we're playing, painting as the bad guys and that the comet needs to just keep moving, even if it's going to destroy this yeah. planet, because yeah. it's, it's be free comet, you know, go about your business. Well, um, I like, I think even I wouldn't label them technically as villains, but at the same right. time, I would say that I think some of the best villains, and we've seen a lot of them lately, you know, in Thanos and Marvel and some others where the best villains are the ones that, think they're doing the right thing for the right reasons. And that's what drives them rather than just, you know, being mad about something, you know, uh, and being driven by hate and whatever they want to do. So I, I think those are some of the best villains. And again, villains is, well, antagonists, I guess you should say. So there you go. And, you know, you're always the hero of your own story. So that's, you know, I know I am. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's go on to my second pick, which is No Win Scenario from Star Trek Picard. Nice, nice screenshot. Good screen grab. Good screen grab. Yeah, lots of lots of uh, stuff going on in that shot there. (laughs) Is he looking at Picard with that gesture? Oh, I noticed that right away. Yeah, in all ways, he's looking at Picard and you know signaling. Wait a minute. I mean, Probably I can. And otherwise. I can hear what he's saying right now. No, exactly. no. <laughs> um, he's saying no. so. I I really like this episode because this episode was trying to deal with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Riker's you know, inability to commit on what he wanted to do because he was trying to keep everyone safe, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody seemed to have an issue. And the person that you're kind of 
really forgetting about in this episode until the scene is Shaw. Yeah. Because you you view Shaw one way completely and you're, you're meant to, you're manipulated to think of him that way, which is mm-hmm. good because you've now formed an opinion with very little information about this character, just the way he interacts with like two or three people. Yeah. And you find out, oh, there's a whole lot else going on there that's mm-hmm. um, that's an issue. I formed an opinion about the actor when I met him on the cruise, and it totally changed my opinion of the the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I think that they did a great service to this character. One, uh, Todd did a great job pulling him but off. They killed him. Spoiler Wait, alert! They was, killed him. I know. Well, I mean, I, but they did a great job drawing out his character because you liked him, but you kind of hated him at the same time. And then, then you found, figure out what his motivations actually are. And then, it's, so yes, that twist is They worked. did, they did something, they fooled us before with Lorca too. Yes. yes. Yeah. So kudos to the writers for mm-hmm. doing it again. They should get paid more. Oh, they wait. Should. They should. Work. Yeah. And hopefully they will. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's move on to... I've got, I think that's what he's, uh, I'm, Chuck, I'm here, jumping Chuck. around on my list. This is not number two. Sure. This I'm actually going to number five no, just to bring in something fine. different. Yep. That's fine. Uh, By prop- the way, I see this black s- slide and I, I'm start hearing the overture from the motion picture. Oh, not that one. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't, we don't, don't have the rights to that. Though. I'm going with Prodigy Time Amok, where the ship was fractured and the crew had to work together in different time, not just different times, but different like time speeds. One was going mm-hmm. faster than the other. And it really brought the crew together to show how they could cooperate to accomplish yes. a goal. They've had to do that in other episodes, but I thought this one really, really spotlighted that for me. That was a good. That was a good one. That's, I mm-hmm. like that. Right. They had to um, basically find each other, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. In all of this, I mean, granted, um, hologram Janeway was you know, kind of helping orchestrate some of this, but they they had to do a lot of figuring themselves. And then we get that that reveal at the very end that we we still don't really know how long Rock Talk was alone. You know, just oh, that's right. Uh, it was there enough to change his uh, the way he talked about himself. Her, her. I'm sorry, her. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I was I, I, I was thinking of uh, Jankum. You know, where he started referring saying oh. his name all the time. No, he oh, always yeah. said his own name. I know he said it for a reason because nobody, uh, uh, the robot couldn't remember his name. Oh, that was a different episode. I know it was a right. different episode. That's when they were given their backstory. I know. Okay. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, well, he was alone for a long so, time too. And I think I think you know we talked about this before. This is another concept where very early, well, it's not super early, but it's pretty early in the 20 episode season, and so you have to really flesh out who these characters are. And Mm -hmm. this is helping you do that by seeing this building of the crew and trying to work together Mm -hmm. on stuff. So to become one unit uh, is one of the goals that you want to have. Obviously that's, that's one of the missions of the show is to show cooperation and everybody working together as a team. And so you have to have the characters go through the pain of, figuring out how that works and make that happen. So I definitely think it worked on a lot of levels. Excellent. Excellent. All right. We're going to go to. Good choice. Thanks. <laughs> Greg's choice number three here. Oh yeah. We'll always have Tom Pierce. Uh, <laughs> the two, two stories in this one. Two stories. It. Yeah. And actually uh, the whole Tom Pierce thing uh, with Boimler was, was great. Uh, the other story I really liked was, uh, Tandy trying to get the box for Tiana. No, the family heirloom. I'm sorry. Yes. And then you find Excuse out me. what it is and the why what it's heirloom. used for. It. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. But yeah, that was a that was a fun episode. Um got to see um some of her home world. You got to see a little more Tom Paris from Voy. Got to see, got to, yeah, that saved so much time. I'm glad you said it that way. Voy became a thing on that episode. And it even carried, we even heard that on the cruise at points too. People use it today because it was used there. That, that just cracks me up. And I I liked, I did enjoy seeing, uh, Ryan's, um, a little bit more, even though, and how Tendy 
was it her uncle? Was it was that her uncle? We're not all like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, she throttled and, uh, him and ma- made him do what he's as she wanted. Tendy says to uh, Mariner, you know, "Okay, you'll be fine. Just speak like a pirate." Ah, so what's up? Why are you talking like that? <laughs> that was a that was a fun episode. Yeah, excellent. And you can buy the plate. I can't remember. I seem to remember some people got the plate, but then I saw something about the plate or I don't know. So if you're lucky enough to have gotten the plate, congratulations. If not, uh, I guess yeah, didn't they have a limited run or something like that on it. Well, you know, limited runs of things are, that's kind of fluid when you say limited run. What does that really huh. mean? I'm going to pull it up on eBay. Let's see. Oops. Oh God. Don't pull it up on eBay. It'd be like a thousand dollars on eBay. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. All right. Let me go on to. Wait, do we have some? Third. We have some comments in here before we continue on. Oh, does the uh, hundred? Does the hundred and fifty? Hey, check, check the little box. Does the hundred and fifty-five uh, yes. count include the short trek? Okay. Yes. Yes, it does. And it look, does uh, Gary Lindros thinks we're in the mirror universe. Said Chuck and Craig in the same room. What kind of mirror universe <laughs> are we in? I can just hear Gary saying that. You should too. have grown the goatee. <laughs> <laughs> I got you covered. Don't he's, worry about yeah, it. he's yeah. the goatee. I'm sorry, guy. you're the only one here without one. What? Intruder? I'm no. I'm from the normal universe. Intruder alert! Intruder alert! <laughs> here, here, where is it? We have an imposter aboard. Greg, you need the agonizer booth. So yeah. Uh, we have an imposter aboard. <laughs> hey, it's, it's actually Spock. <laughs> All right. So my pick number three is Supernova Part Two from Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, this is where they went someplace that I did not see them going. And I thought it was a a great breaking the norm because you have them destroy the ship at the end of the first season and take hologram Janeway with it. Yep. And I thought, wow, that is, you know, a kid's show where this has been the mentor of the show. That's some, that's some big stuff going on. I think Uh, we can stop referring to this as a kid's show. Well, I mean, it's Nickelodeon. It's Nickelodeon they, and they were, yeah. and they pitched it and right. they You're intended right. to be an entry point for a younger audience. So actually, I don't think of it as, I don't think of it as kids. I think it's like teens maybe, or, or just slightly preteen oh, type of. Our age it's group. A, I don't yes. know. I would, I'm, I'm sorry. I, mentally, I'm, mentally, I'm, perhaps. I was going to say, our mental age group. I would have <laughs> sat, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. I would have sat my, you know, eight-year-old daughter down with this at the time. Oh, yeah. If, oh, yeah. If I had a daughter, sure. I'll save you a click. I had the same thing. I, I included part one in there. I thought the two-part ending was really good in how they uh, you know, wrapped up the end of the season. And just surprising, like you said, with destroying the ship and um, Gwen saying, no. She's not going. Not going with you. Like, what? Like, my people need me. Yep, a lot of, lot of things. And we also have one of the villains gets away. Yeah. So they can come back at any time as well. Of course. So Even if they die, they can come back. I mean, this definitely made it something where you go, I really want to see the next season. Yes. They and left us on they left us on a good note, but they left us with a, a, a hook. Absolutely. All right. So let's move on to that, Chuck's pick. That was my two. pick three. <laughs> I said, I'll save you a click. <laughs> we we have similar tastes. None of us conferred on any of this. Yeah. Frank no. hit one of mine, and you've hit one of mine. So I'm down by two. Sorry, you can talk That's about okay. it. Okay, you know, wasn't the goal wasn't to like come up with all different ones. It was just well, oh, what that, do you think? Well, wait a minute, Guardian of Forever. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're if you pick Spock Amok again, yes. well, uh, also, what did you like about it? I I'm sure we it, already said what I like about it. It was part of what you liked about okay. it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know if there was, was on say, first. I was going to say if there was something else that you wanted another aspect. No, of. I, I enjoyed the way the actors interacted with each other as the alternate characters. Mm-hmm. It was it was a fun, creative way. It like you said, it was when we started getting more. I won't say comedy or levity, but a little a little less serious on every episode. Situational comedy, been, yeah, yeah. Than than we have in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pike always brought. You know, Anson Mount brings a character to Pike and he, he has a certain way of, you know, when he says something like, you know, that's the way a real manager or a real boss or a real captain would say that to, to be more personal with his crew. It's like, yeah, take us over there. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Out there, that away. Now, I don't, I don't want Strange New Worlds to get too silly off the rails, but I do like the humor um, that they've been bringing. So, I, of course, we're talking about Lower Decks and, and Strange New well, Worlds. That's, that's going to be... Yeah. Lower Decks is supposed to be silly. Strange New Worlds I know. Somewhere. No, no. We got a crossover coming up. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I it's know. probably going to... It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be. Crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be a roller coaster ride for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be like when we put comedy forecast together with Technorama Dragon Con. <laughs> no, that's a disaster. That's, that. that's the peanut butter and it's, chocolate of. <laughs> it's the opposite of the roller coaster. <laughs> it's, I, it's standing in the line for an hour and a half waiting to get on the roller coaster. Yeah, is. people stand an hour and a half to get in our show, only because we forgot to unlock the door. Yeah, well, that's a different story. Why is it? Right, let's move here. on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's let's move on to uh craig's next uh pick here yes now uh i was hoping this was going to come up a little sooner because uh davy Sitter had asked about the short tricks and this is a this is one i thoroughly enjoyed i thought i loved rain i love rain wilson anyway i thought he pulled off uh mud perfectly or at least his iteration of it i thought i loved it and um this was an interesting choice, you know, when he goes back on the ship and you see all the iterations of himself, uh, I think this is a great, ep- a little short episode. And I've seen it a few, t- I've had to go back and watch it a few times. I got to go back and watch short tracks. I only remember bits and pieces of a couple of them. The Calypso one, you remember? Yeah. I keep, I keep waiting for discovery to land, you know, mix into that one. That's going to be a long tail, but yeah, you should go back and watch them. There's some good ones. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that very reason, uh, Calypso did not make my list because I feel like they've they dropped the ball it. on it. It, yeah. it made it it's cheapened it a bit. I mean, I don't want to get into a lot of you know. No, I, I see that. Pick, but yeah. Um, so an interesting point in case in case you had forgotten, probably didn't. But Mike McMahon wrote the Escape Artist. That's true. I forgot about that too. You just said so. That's right. He sure did. So it's kind of a, kind of a lower decks feel going well, on there. How did you feel about it? Good, good. What's that? How did you feel about this one? Oh, I liked I liked it. Um, it kind of messed with your mind, mm-hmm. you know, about what was going on. It's like okay, then it then it kind of ends. You figure what's going on, and then it's oh, there's another another twist going on here and there, and all these all these things in your mind. You're trying to reconcile what has happened to Harry Mudd because he keeps having these flashbacks to all these different times he's been captured and so forth. But it right. turns out that it's, it's, I don't even know why he has that memory because it's not him. It's this, this guy and this guy and this guy that those things happen to including the guy yeah. that's sitting there right now with one arm. Cause the other arm. Got, he got told himself up. about it. That's why he remembers it. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was definitely fun. I think that it was definitely in the vein, uh, just like, um, uh, the, what was it? The trouble with Edward. Um, <laughs> I love that. that. Oh, God. He lo- Craig loves that one so much. You made uh, a t-shirt. I did. I made a t-shirt uh, Ed- based on that. Edward's Takaria. You know, it's one of those wall, things so. I cracked myself up over it and I just had to make it. Yeah. So. A couple people on the cruise. Congratulate you on that shirt. Yeah, I did. I did. All right. Let me go. Hey, to. By the way, it's available it. in my store. If you want to, you have you a go. store. Yeah. It's on T public. Yeah. All right. They haven't banned you again? No, they didn't because it didn't have You'll have to one, have a, we'll have to have a link in the non show notes. I yeah. <laughs> That'll be the only the only link. <laughs> the only link. You you can't miss it. I got two Star Trek shirts. The other one says the replicator's broken and all I got was this lousy t shirt. Now I thought that was funny too. But how did he get the t shirt then if it's broken? Anyway, Whoa, let's, paradox. Let's, let's move on, shall it's we? A lousy shirt. Uh, my pick number four was the episode Monsters from Star Trek Picard. Mm-hmm. And this is the one where he's sitting with his father, although he doesn't realize that for some reason at the first part of the episode when he's, it's a, a therapist that he's talking to or someone who's supposed to be clearing him for a space travel. And we get the slow, very slow reveal. He looks, of, it's because he looks like Gaius Baltar. Yeah, well, that's another story altogether. <laughs> Literally, it's another story altogether. They crossed over. Um, he has a plan. We <laughs> we get the um, no, he doesn't. Uh, we we have the um, Picard as a child 
um, spending time with his mother mm-hmm. and he views his father as this evil person. And again, like we've seen in a couple of these other episodes, what conclusion you're drawing is not necessarily the conclusion that you should be drawing from this episode. It turns out that Picard's mother had some mental issues and didn't want to deal with them. And his father mm-hmm. was trying to do the best he could. Yeah. So it, it was really, it, it felt to me like a very much an old fashioned, good old TNG episode. That's just mm-hmm. delving into this one thing. I mean, it, this is a, a 10 episode series, but it felt like this was ice, almost isolated as, and even there were other things going on, but almost isolated as just like brothers was mm-hmm. of trying to deal with Picard and oh, trauma yeah. that he has. Yeah. Cause you know, uh, how many, how many times could you think back on a childhood memory and the way things actually were, was not the way you remember it. Uh, you know, I didn't have a traumatic childhood where my no, mother was locked. I'm up. not saying <laughs> traumatic. I'm just talking about in general. So I could see where I recalled. I just had this discussion last night with my parents about a photograph that was in the newspaper. And I said, I was five years old. I remember this picture being taken and why, and the color of my shoes, even though it's a black and white photograph, my dad had no clue where that picture came from. My mom remembered something about it, but yeah, and <laughs> they're, was they're, in it. they're in charge of their faculties at this point. It's not like they're, you know, off the deep end at the already, but uh, so I was the source of information from a five-year-old. Now, how much of that was what a five-year-old remembered and how much was true? Oh, yeah. That, right. And, since nobody else can contradict my facts. You're all of a sudden true. I'm the source of <laughs> truth. Well, well, also also keep in mind, Chuck, that for you, it was an incident that happened to you. It was so very important, have, too, for right, a five-year-old so, to be in the newspaper on Mother's Day. Like, how, many, how many siblings did you have at that point? Eight. Okay. So for your parents- Eight might be harder to keep track of your thing that was important to you in that same way. That's true. Somebody could have had a piano recital that evening. That was more important. You should cut your parents a little slack. They had eight other ones to chase after. (laughs) It was cat hurting the whole way. Anyway, where were we on this? Well, we were going on to your, Oh, you had more to say about it. Just my point was that, you know, Picard remembered certain things of it in a certain way. But he didn't have the whole story is what I was getting at. It's not like falling in love with your grandma's sex ghost. <laughs> no, no. Or any ghosts uh, with the... With, All right. We, we good night, talk, everybody. Let's not talk about uh, TNG and so forth. But that's, that's, that's Beverly's problem. I'm not going to talk about hey, that. That's when we're talking about old Trek, not what the was new that, Trek. that girl on the, on the cruise had like, don't sex shame me for Nana's ghost or something? No. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, she Whoa. was carrying around the lantern. Yeah. <laughs> and the tombstone. <laughs> and the tombstone. Yeah. A deep cut in too many ways. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Death by a thousand deep well, cuts. We're going to move on to Chuck's pick number four. Pick oh. number four. Blank. Well, this is actually my pick number five because you guys picked off a couple of them. This is Strange <laughs> New Worlds. List us where suffering cannot reach. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, where they, they went to, you know, well, the- uh, Pike finds his old love and they start talking and they go oh, this is a great place to live and you should and come here and ha- when you retire meet, meet this here. genius little boy that we've been taking care of who basically turns into the the keeper of the matrix on that planet yeah uh and and he doesn't know what he's in for he goes yes i'm going along willingly and then he catches a view of the old dehydrated ever ready battery that's on its way out yeah <laughs> because he's going to be the next energizer bunny yeah. uh it, that was that was disturbing. The ending of that one really was. Uh, so it, I, I liked the way that Pike, you know, was in conflict with this. Like I can't destroy their world, but I can't mm-hmm. destroy this boy. And it's it, I liked this one. It just was all. It, see, it was emotionally touching for me. Now this is the kind of Star Trek I like to see sometimes, where they're wrestling with their morals rather than or uh, or a point of view. Rather than a villain, you know, somebody's trying to, right. uh, you know, shoot them out of the sky. So. Right. Because you have to decide, was there a villain in this story? Because the child volunteered. Right. No one 
was attempting to punish him just for the sake of punishing him. Is the society the villain for needing that role to keep their whole culture right. and, and planet alive? Uh, it's like, certainly there's got to be another way. That's it, what I'm saying. I liked it. I liked it that it didn't have somebody with an agenda. It was very open-ended to make you think. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's go on to Craig, your pick number five. All right. And I'm, are we talking about the, I'm going to talk about the two episodes back. Yeah, back. go ahead. Cause uh, when uh, Craig sent me his list, he had both of the, the next to last and last episode of the season of Picard together. Mm -hmm. And I misunderstood and put one here and one is his next pick. So that's okay. I'll talk about them both a little bit. So I liked Vox, the whole setup, uh, even though, well, for one thing, of course, Picard season three, even though it had some flaws, I thought it was a, uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed this. I was looking forward to every episode. Now, when we got down these last two, I liked the whole setup where you didn't quite see the whole deal with the transporters, you know, it was a vehicle for the Borg to be uh backdoor assimilating everybody. Um, you see, you finally see where Jack's going with everything and it's a big setup for the finale. Of course, the finale, you get all the, all the good feels and even a poker game at the end. So uh, I thought, even though I kind of see them both together because it's a two-parter part of this series, I loved, uh, I really liked this one, but the set, the third, the last episode I really loved. Um, but I think they set each other up very nicely. Right. It was uh, because we we knew something was going to happen. I mean, it was clear it involved the Borg. And there's this, with this Borg, there's got to be assimilation. Mm -hmm. How is that going to be happening? And you know, there's something, we definitely know by this point, there's a lot of stuff with DNA and yeah. all this kind of stuff. But then to just kind of piece it all together, just in time to be able to do nothing about it. Yeah. Because they've, you know, now this you know, uh, frontier day has begun and the signal is sent out and everyone turns. Everybody engaged. Uh, you know, uh, the other thing, I, I feel I feel kind of stupid, but I think I may have talked about this on the when we reviewed it. But when they did the fleet formation, and um, you know they were setting that up, I went, "Oh, okay, that's pretty cool." Wait, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> right? Everybody went, "Bad idea." Yeah, it took yeah. me like two uh, two beats. I went, "Oh, cool." Wait, no, no, don't do that. No, 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 no. no. That bad thing, bad thing, yeah, bad so. thing there. Anyway. All right, let me go on to mine. Uh, my next one is a quality of mercy from, yes. which is the season ender for season one of star Trek, strange new worlds. This is the episode where Pike is visited by future Pike in which Pike the future Pike. Pike has saved the crewmen uh, on the, uh, the, the, uh, the training crews. He has not been irradiated, but it plunges these decisions plunge the Federation into a war that just drags on and on mm -hmm. and on and on because he has stayed on the enterprise and Kirk has not had a chance to take over that role. Yeah, to you be, see Kirk in this, but Kirk. Kirk is on a completely yeah. different ship and he makes the right decision for Pike the way Pike leads, but it's Kirk who made the right decision for what had to happen. And it was, I thought it was a really great way to revisit this episode. I didn't like necessarily every way they executed uh, with the actors, um, all the dialogue, but the overarching concept of this to show that you are meant to do a certain thing and somebody else is meant to do something else. Mm -hmm. And destiny works in strange ways. So that also gives some resolution, a, a closeout of something that we'd be very concerned about, <clears throat> excuse me, mm -hmm. that um, Pike would remain fixated on this forever, that he would constantly be trying to figure out how do I save the cadets? How do I save the cadets? How do I save the cadets? And now he knows that he has to resign himself to his fate, but he doesn't have to dwell on that 
It's going to happen. He knows it's going to happen. And he can work towards at least getting past it for now. Mm-hmm. I think when he's on that training mission, it might be a bit harder to, to yeah. deal with. But oh yeah, uh, hopefully by that point, he'll have realized far enough. And it was also a great setup because we've wondered forever what could Pike possibly have done to to um, make Spock so loyal to him that he would risk court-martial by stealing the Enterprise and getting Pike mm-hmm. to this planet. And right. now we know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's retconning it in, but I think it was retconned in in a very, very good way. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, good call. Good call. Uh, and by the way, Pike can pull off that TOS movie uniform. <laughs> can he? Yeah, it's a slight take on the monster maroon, but it's it's yeah. uh, pretty nice looking. Hey, have you a little side note? I know y'all seen this. It was the there's a picture floating around that has those uh, those uniforms right there, but there's like they're color accurate to the oh, yeah. ranks. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't they do that? I thought it looked kind of neat. I don't know. It's it was so we're talking about uh it's a picture of uh the TOS actors from the movies wearing the the yeah. red uniforms which are they're in court, um, they're in the hearing. Yeah. They're they're basically they're basically called monster maroons because of the whole lot of issues with, with those uh costumes. Mm-hmm. But they are so if you were dressed in red in the original series, you have a red version of it. If you were dressed in yellow, you're in a yellow version, blue and a blue version of it. So someone has gone in and color changed the uniforms to match that. Yeah. It felt like, and I know it's because some of it is the retouching and it really wouldn't look that way. Uh-huh. It, it, it felt colorful, but in a weird way. It did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought, I, I mean, it, I thought it looked interesting and it made you go, huh? Why didn't they do the colors? You know? Anyway, yeah, because in the movies, the the colors were on the underlying collar, like right? Blue or right. gold, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, and we will go on to uh, let's see, here we go, Chuck. One more, Kevin. okay. I went to the well and I pulled out a lower decks that I loved reflections where Mariner and Boimler are doing the recruiting booth. Well, yeah. Rutherford is confronting his reflection. And uh, I, I love this because it really gave us, A, some insight as to how Starfleet recruits. Yeah. How, <laughs> and how they recruit. At a booth. Career fair. <laughs> and, and apparently you have to lose it to gain any respect. The, uh, the, 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 the storyline with Rutherford really gave us some closure to you know, these, these glitches he's been having for the last couple of seasons going, what, what's up with Rutherford? You go, Why Oh, like pairs so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the way he, right. he had to reconcile that. Uh, I, I liked this one from a couple different angles, the humor and, and the insight, the backstory, uh, really well done. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And I know that the next one I have here is, uh, the other half of, what you gave me before, Craig, for this oh, yeah. is beef for the last generation. Well, they gave you all the all the feels from the generation cast, so that was a right. Good one. You you had your Lord of the Rings endings that just went on. Yeah, it was funny. Now, they all went to Mordor and through the ring, and then they <laughs> epilogue fourteen. Oh yeah, poker game. Yeah, it was epilogue funny. Epilogue fifteen. And you know, part of the credits started to roll. And I was like, maybe I should. For some reason, I feel like I should wait. And there was another little clip. Marvel's like, got you trained well. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. All righty. And I think I have one more picks in here. Yes. Wedge Dudge. Oh, this was a, yeah, that was close on my list. So this is the episode where we get to see the lower decks on a bunch of different (laughs) ships. That's right. Vulcans. (laughs) And uh, I just thought this was, uh, came out of no place again. And it's like, like nothing we'd seen before, which is always a plus. Yes. And you have you you stretch it in a different direction, and you get to tell basically the same story, but with completely different characters and how every one of these different ships handles the concept of just the workers 
on the ship. And of course, the picture I have here is just the the Borg drones just in their cubes. They just stand there yeah. the entire time. I mean, That's it. That's all do. they do. Well, all the other ships, they're all all their lower deckers were all very similar too. The way they, you know, they all acted. And then of course you see this and they're probably doing the same thing, but just in their head. In their minds. They're they they're they're just backup storage. <laughs> yes, backup storage. That's right. That was a good one. All right. That's our picks. Unless you've got you guys have anything else on your on your list? <laughs> this is this is a scary thought. <laughs> Am I alone in worrying that Chuck is the sole source of information? No. No. Yes. I, I, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, you're not. I'm alone. the sole source of color commentary. That's <laughs> right. There we go. All right. So now we're going to move into our warp speed round table with an appropriate sound effect. Oh, we want a sound effect. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> what are you mumbling about? Always a favorite. I have no idea. Always Eric's a favorite. No idea. All right. So to a, as a compliment to this, what we thought of is our warp speed round table. Well, Craig, why don't you, um, I think this was your idea, right? To, to have this one for the, um, character. To have this. If you could dive into a character from new Trek. Oh, pick a, pick a list of characters you'd like to see more of or backstory of, or. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, I've got three. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I have three. Right. All right. So, Okay. Uh, some, some of the new Trek characters that we wanted to uh, take a look at a little bit more. Of course, I want to see a little more of Captain Shaw. I think, uh, we didn't, even though we saw an, a good bit of him, uh, I would like to see him when he's an engineer, you know, or, uh, cause it seemed like that was really his first love, you know? So you're saying what seven did was maybe, maybe, maybe seven put him into like a photon torpedo tube and just said, I'm going to find a planet where I can just. Regenerate. Well, they they, cry, yeah. they they grabbed a cryo uh, cryogenic tube and threw him in there, and you know maybe somebody will come along and find him later in the future. Or good you, job. You want to hear his backstory? Is what you're saying? I want to see a little bit more backstory. I think that would be good. Um, I also had. Let me just go through all three of them. I got. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, Harry Mud. I want to see more Harry Mud. I think what we saw was fun and uh, compelling. But yet there were gritty moments too. There yeah. were, you know, no, no, when, I'm, I'm saying I, I know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Go ahead. Finish your thought. When, when we were introduced to him in, uh, Strange New Worlds, no Discovery, he was wait where did we, when he was locked up? It was Discovery, right on the on the Klingon prison ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yes. Uh, sorry, when you when you put Pike in Discovery, my brain just yeah. kind of mashes everything together. Crossing the streams. Yeah. So, but that. He was he was doing what he had to do to survive. It was mm-hmm. Harry Mud underhanded stuff. Yes, but yep. it was it. He had Pointing anyone else to 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 get the beating rather than himself. Yeah, right. Yeah. But later, when you see yeah. him, even on TOS, he's more of the profiteer kind of guy. How can I make a buck? That was survival. This mm-hmm. was this was. Yeah, so there's, I, I think he's he's a multifaceted character, and I'd like to explore more of that. Oh yeah, and he's, how he got that way. He, in a way, it's kind of like, um, uh, better call Saul. You know, oh, yeah. how did how did Jimmy McGill get to be a lawyer? You know, from a con artist to a lawyer. I'm, I know we're going off on a deep, darker show, but Donna and I are wa- rewatching this series now, and and I kind of feel like there's the same thing that we'd say. You get these flashbacks, and we could do that with Harry Mudd as to his origins or show us a scenario where he first learned how to, you know, do the coin trick with his hand or something to make a buck. You know, there's, there's stories to be explored there. Yeah. I, I'm, I want a uh, Star Trek, um, uh, better call mud. <laughs> <laughs> no, Star Trek. My name is mud. <laughs> <laughs> That's with two D's. I'll have you know. Right. Two D's. That's right. Um, yeah, well, to me, that really harkens back to, I, I really wish, although I don't know, I don't think they're going to, I really wish they would bring back short treks. Those were great, weren't they? Those were a lot yeah. of, those were fun to watch. Uh, I wonder yeah. why they only did the four. No, they did, they I did. I think they were intending to do eight. more, but. They did, they, 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 they did, did nine eight. total. Yeah, there was two, two sets of them. Really? I don't remember. Four. Maybe you and do then, need to go back the, and watch them. I think them. I do need to go back and watch yeah. them. Yeah. 
And also the, um, the, cause the last one was a short trek, but it was that piece children of Mars, which was kind of the yeah. precursor to Picard. That's right. 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 Um, uh, here's a character I think everybody would like to see again. Laurel. Yes. Uh, well, I'd, definitely. Mary Chifo needs a job. Yeah. I thought for sure we'd see her back or somehow, especially with T, uh, with strange new worlds. Cause that's right. in that same time frame, and she's right. there. Right. So I think there's still time for that. I mean, I, mm-hmm. we, we know we see Klingon. Now that's interesting because we know we see Klingons in season two of strange new worlds. Cause we saw that in the trailer Yep. and they're Klingons that look like the motion picture forward Klingons. Yes. But they're definitely existing at the same time that now, I, I, even I, Clint, if, Clint, we don't, we don't talk about that. But but I mean even in even in this universe universe version of Trek, right? They are existing in the same space. So you could, in theory, have a way of dealing with that. Yeah. In a story with, that had Laurel, and it's like, okay, how can we have? We know basically how we can have this type, and but how does that all merge together? So that would be a fun thing to do mm-hmm. with Laurel. Yeah, I, w- I would like to see her come uh, be around for at least a, maybe a couple episodes or over time, you know, pop up. Those are the three so, I had that I could think of. I um, put down that I would like to have Elnor back. Yeah. That I feel, I feel like we did, we got season one and then in season two, he dies pretty quickly and then he's back at the end. Yeah. And yeah, they basically wrote him out of the whole season. There's yeah. more to explore. Yeah. I'm surprised they showed his face. Because <laughs> I, I felt like, a, you know, if if they had had him back, mm-hmm. that it would be great to have him on Enter- on the Enterprise because he plays off well against uh, Rafi. Yes, you know they said that back and forth about, oh, honey, you have no idea. Yeah, well, they had a they had a special relationship. On. Their characters did right. too. Yeah, so yeah. So I would definitely like that. I also would like to see back. Um, I want to see back Pat Oswald as Spot Seventy Three, the little animated cat from Gerardi's uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah. office. You know, we'll have a little some animated adventures of Spot Seventy Three. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. What did you? What have? about you, Chuck? I I had. Um, I'm going to start with a character, and then I'm going to go into some races that I want to see more of. Okay. Uh, first one I want to see more of is Linus. I I want to see more about the Saurians. <laughs> you know, he intrigues me for some reason because he's so different. And, you know, aside from when he's got a bad cold. Well, yes. He's barely said anything, but he's, right. he's interesting. Well, he's it's interesting because he was, going back and watching all these episodes of Discovery, he was in several scenes in the first two mm-hmm. seasons. And then it just kind of yeah. faded mm-hmm. away. Yeah, there's there's a lot of crew members like that on discovery that we could dig into uh, the adosians we don't know much about them obviously we have eric's yeah yeah and exactly. we had we had an appearance on lower decks it's like there's they're teasing us they're teasing us uh well we always said that we would love to see eric's on the bridge of the enterprise. Well, yeah. He could cert- see that's another one of those. that's in that timeline, you know? Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, I want to know the origin story of the Borg who started tinkering to come up with that recipe. And it's what- a song. I was, I yeah, was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid songs. Mm. <laughs> one of them dang songs. <laughs> Pick Ooh. one anyway, it doesn't matter. Ran down to Radio Shack, stuck a battery in his ear. <laughs> Why does yeah. he refer to his name as his name was Eight Sung? But not just the origin of, of how they got there's what inspired the Borg to take on this I'm almost gonna say like nomad, you know, or to find a technological, you know, make perfection out of technology technology and biology and and what challenges did they have along the way? Certainly their early assimilations could not have gone all that well. Actually, I think we've seen that, uh, uh, an example of where the board came from. Did we? Yeah. The Packlids, they were looking for technology oh, to make them yeah, go. They were <laughs> like, they were the board gone wrong. <laughs> the, the, it's, it's where the tree, uh, diverged. <laughs> 
the pork and the packlets. <laughs> and then um, I'd also yeah. like to see more about Rock Talk's race. You know, yeah. we know her yeah. origin story from the fight scenes and, you know, the flashback episode. I forgot what it was titled. But um, her actually. Un- her uncle's the thing from, uh, you know, Fantastic Four. Not quite. <laughs> but we know that. You know, her, her, um, translator voice is much different than her natural voice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, a big growly voice. And then you get this little uh, girl voice coming out of the, it's like on police academy. Remember, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Uh, I forget her name. Yeah. The, the, the quiet, shy young lady. Yeah. What, what was her, she finally broke open with like freeze, freeze dirt bag. Dirt. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, now I'm, I've got rock talk image doing that. No, it's not good. Don't well, mix those two welcome up. to it's the po- the topic is police academy. <laughs> yeah, here we'll give you one of these. Yeah. <laughs> so I I think there's you know lots to explore in some of these nooks and crannies. And we have expl- the nice thing is is that as as you mentioned we've seen. These characters, the, these species showing up in little bits and pieces here and yeah. there. So there definitely is hope that you might have something that does concentrate on them a bit more. Or it's always room for fanfic to go nuts. Well, yeah, fanfic so, does go nuts all the well, time. The professional writers are out, so might as well. We can, <laughs> we can always use more stories with American Express in them. <laughs> but that's another Rock, story that we uh, do not want to talk Rock about. Rock Talk walks up to an ATM. <laughs> yeah. Beats it up because it's that, car, car. that book was kind of like. Did you read it? The Star Trek V Final Frontier of yeah. paperbacks. It's on my nightstand. I haven't had the courage to open it yet. <laughs> Oh. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we have for our favorite episodes from the first five and a half years of Gosh. Star Trek uh, streaming. I know it's hard, hard to believe it's already been that, exactly, Eric's. Indeed. What do you think? You have some other suggestions of favorite episodes? Wait, you didn't talk about your characters. I did. I said Elnor. Oh, I'm sorry, said, Elnor. That's right. Now I'm yeah. sorry. Old man mode. Sorry. And spot seventy three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's All right. right. All right. Um, so let us know what you think. If you have any particular favorites or characters you'd like to see more of, uh, from uh, in hopefully you know something that you think would be nice to see coming up in one of the shows that we have, including. Maybe it could be something that shows up in Section 31. Maybe it could be something that shows up in Starfleet Academy. One of these 32. races could be could become, you know, one of the species that is on is in the Academy. Who knows? They 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 reeled them in. 30 is also a prime number. 31's a prime number too. I'm a oh good driver. God. Yeah, let's <laughs> I'm a good pilot. Prime director. I, I I think it's time to end things. One, three, six, All right. five, seven, eleven, thirteen. So we 17, are going 18. to refill the dilithium chamber while we've got a chance <laughs> and try to warp one out of here. Yeah. Uh, you can find me, Clinton, at uh, Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four dot com. And I'm all over the interwebs. Uh, you you can't swing a a podcast without hitting me on the interwebs. I thought he was going to say like a dedication. That would be cruel. That would be very <laughs> wow. Very cruel. All right. Uh, oh, we've got a we've got a comment here from Dan about that uh, subject here. It says I think it would be interesting to see if to see if the girls from Children of Mars went on to be in Starfleet. Oh yeah. Hmm. That'd be interesting to know. Well, it'd be interesting to know because they would then would have been Borgified. <laughs> If they had been. Oh, yeah. That's a bad day at the office. Hmm. Way to bring the show down, Clinton. Yeah, well, I just was (laughs) working out the math, and I figured that that would be a problem. All right, and where can we find – who speaks to you guys, uh, for you guys about where we'll find you? Are you on me, too? All right. (laughs) So you can find Chuck and I at his house. We can literally draw straws. (laughs) Yeah. About – Yeah, yeah, just (laughs) – Rock, paper, Spock, Lizard, whatever the heck that was. All right. Well, here you go. Chuck and I also do a podcast called Technorama, 
And you can search Google for Technorama Podcast, or you can search Bing, for all I know, for Technorama Podcast, and you'll find us. And our website's at chuckchat.com. And um, but like I said, you can find us at pretty much any place you find your good podcast, your great podcast. That's right. That's right. Don't, don't be good. Be great. That's right. All right. So it's time to hit the theme, boys. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend about it and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter at The Topic is Trek. Visit our Facebook page or visit thetopicistrek.com. Until next time, on behalf of Chuck Craig and myself, I'm Clinton, thanking you for listening. And as we always say here on The Topic is Trek, don't Don't put put on on the the red red shirt. shirt. Oh, crap. (laughs) I should take my own advice. see Craig again next time.